You have to eat the dream. You have to sleep the dream. You have to dream the dream. You got to touch. You have to see it when nobody else sees it. You have to feel it when it's not tangible. You have to believe it when you cannot see it. You got to be possessed with the dream. The dream. Yeah. What's up, guys? Welcome to Straight from the Chest. My name is Justin Grath, and I am your host on this personal development podcast. Guys, I'm so excited that you're here. I welcome you if you're new. If you've been listening before any length of time, thank you. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate your listening ear, your time. It means a lot to me, man. So me and my mom have this running joke, and it is <laughs> basically she will she will always want to take credit for and she does this in not in in an arrogant way but she wants to take credit for how I got into bodybuilding and competing and she always likes to assume and (laughs) think that the way I got into bodybuilding was from her uh, first getting me a trainer um, in the very beginning of my uh, fitness career not career (laughs) fitness endeavor um, she got me a trainer and she was, she was very, uh, she likes to think that she was instrumental. <laughs> She's going to hate hearing this instrumental in, um, the navigation or the prompting, so to speak of my weightlifting slash bodybuilding, which turned in competing. And we, uh, were recently on a drive down South for my birthday and um, during that drive, we had a lot to talk about. So I ended up telling her the real reason that she, in in which, in, in what part she played in terms of being instrumental in my bodybuilding. And it wasn't at all what she had thought. And I let her think this, the other, you know, the other portion of what she thought, I let her think this for some length of time, man, like a long time. And... I finally told her the real reason how she was so instrumental in my in my bodybuilding. And so I'm going to share it for all of you. The the way that she impacted my bodybuilding or the the impetus behind the endeavor wasn't what she thought. And it was because I remember coming home one time. It was after training that I was training with one of my mentors in the in the bodybuilding field, which his name was Andy Warwick, and he was very instrumental in 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 helping me and actually delivering inspiration to me that led to me wanting to try competing. And so I remember one time, I remember where exactly where it was in the gym and he told me, Justin, if you ever thought about competing, you should, because you got good genetics, you do good. And I remember what exercises we were on. I remember how he was standing, where he was standing in the gym, because it was very, it was a very pivotal and moving move, move, uh, moment to me in my life. And it actually was the catalyst behind, was one of the catalysts behind me moving forward. So I took that inspiration from him that day, and I and I trusted what he said because he had been competing for a length of years. And done very well. So this was very special to me, right? So I took that home and I told my mom and I said, but I, I, said, I, I added in my own little 
uh, commentary, I said, you know what though? I don't want to compete until I'm a heavyweight. And for those of you who don't know, in bodybuilding to be a heavyweight and shredded, you're sitting around 198 pounds or 196 and a half pounds. That may not seem like a lot, but when you're four or 5% body fat, that's a lot of muscle tissue, especially for a guy of my size. So needless to say, I would have to do steroids to even get to that position where I was shredded at 196 and a half, six and a half. Okay. That's not on the cards for me, right? I'm not going to do steroids. I already know that. But back then, I didn't know what it took to be a competitor. So I end up saying this to my mom and my mom says this, and this is what I'm leading up to. This is what you have to understand that, and this is what she had to understand that was the pivotal and instrumental moment in my life in terms of her being the impetus behind me continuing bodybuilding. She told me this. She said, you can't wait till you're a heavyweight. You just have to do it now. And that may seem so rudimentary to you, you hearing this. And you're like, that's it? That's all she said? She could have said nothing. She could have allowed me to be Justin and be weird, you know, idiosyncrasy filled Justin and being like, okay, do what you want, man. But she said the opposite. Mind you, she knows nothing about competing, bodybuilding, nothing. I, to this day, don't understand how or why she even said that. But the fact that she said that, I'm getting goosebumps right now. The fact that she said that was the reason that I got on the computer, I looked up shows, I came, I, I got in contact with the actual nutrition, the, the, the coach, the prep, the contest prep coach that Andy had, had, had enlisted to me. And I actually started to lay the foundation for competing. If it were up to me, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man, I would have waited to that day and it never would have came because I never would have done drugs to get there. And I would still probably to this day been without competing because I would have fallen into that comfortability format of, or lying on the stake of. I'm just going to wait till I'm a heavyweight. Oh, I'm not a heavyweight this year. Can't compete yet. Oh, not this year. Can't compete yet. Do you know what I mean? It would have been perpetuated for however long until I just lost the whole desire to compete entirely. So the fact that she said that that was the catalyst to me doing or actually grounding myself the foundation to get ready to compete and actually go through my first prep. And from there, it was history, man. I don't compete anymore, but that's the that's the reason that led me. So that's her, that was her voice in it, which is far more monumental and instrumental to me than anything that she could have set me up for before that with a trainer, with a uh, with, I don't know, words of like, you know, affirmation, you should, you know, work out, you know, build muscles like your dad, far more instrumental than that, man, far more. And I'm telling you this, there's going to be a time in your life. If it hasn't already happened that you feel like, look, I want to do this, but until this is right, until this happens, until these ducks are aligned. Let me be honest with you. 
Sometimes the ducks are never going to be aligned just right. And you have to take a stab just because if you don't, you're going to fall into complacency and it's going to be a, it's going to be a length of time before you just lose complete and utter desire for that particular thing that you could have been really good at and actually done something with. Now, for me, nothing came of bodybuilding and that's okay, but it was a season that I had to endure or that I, that I went through that made me a better, that, that made me a better person. It actually made me un, unravel elements to me that I didn't know I had, like discipline, consistency, perseverance, work ethic that I didn't know I even had. So those, those things, those elements were revealed to me during the pursuit of bodybuilding. Now, sometimes you don't do things. Sometimes you think you're doing something for a particular goal in in line, but what is more so the present, so to speak, the, what the gift in it, in the pursuit comes from all the underlying elements that you didn't think you had really grounded in you that you start to reveal along the way. Those are the, those are the gold nuggets. Those are the things that really reveal to you like you're of worth. You have something in you that could take you places, but if you don't start and you don't kind of act out in fear a little bit and you don't, you don't try to just set it apart to where, or set, set the time, time frame up to where it's perfect and then engage, you're going to miss out. You're going to miss out on a lot of potential opportunities. You're going to miss out on a lot of mental contracts in the revealing process you didn't think you had. Now, it could be the same thing for you starting a business. It could be the same thing for you venturing out into something that is foreign to you. Like, for example, let's take a construction worker. Now, this construction worker has been in the field of construction for his, let's say, his entire adult life. And now he's 30 years old. He started this when he was 18. He started working as a laborer, became a framer, et cetera, et cetera, developed the tools of the trade, working for somebody else, but nonetheless working in the vocation of construction. And he's been doing this for 12 solid years now, right? It's time for him to go out on his own, leave his tribe, make his own tribe, okay? Now, he has all the tools, figuratively and literally, right? He has a couple trucks that he bought that he has obviously, you know, a loan out for probably. He has employees that want to work for him. He's got his name. He's got his general contractor's license instantiated and actually established. He's ready. He's ready to do jobs on his own now, on his own account, assuming his own liability. And he gets a call. And that call is for a remodeling of let's say a $1.5 million home. It's his time. He's literally got the call. He's got the job in line. Does he take it? Or does he say, um, uh, I'm just not ready yet. He takes it if he's smart, assuming that he could mess up. 
That's because he's a human. And that's because you're going that's gonna happen as you as being a human being. You're gonna make fouls. Even though you've been getting ready for this particular thing for uh, over a decade, refining the process, learning the learning the trade understanding the tools and what they do and how to use them and how to use them efficiently and effectively and save on time and and do a great job you develop this integrity behind your work all throughout the years you know what you're doing man you know what you're doing but one thing is foreign and one thing is something you have to contend with you've never done this on your own you've only been the employee that works under the general contractor that assumes all the liability It's not all weighing on your shoulders now. But if you never start the process like this guy did, like this contractor that we're we're just using as 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 an analogy here, you're never going to actually precede your old self. You're never going to see what you're made out of. You're never going to understand what could be. You're never going to be ready, man. You're never going to be ready. You could take your whole lifetime getting ready for a particular time, whatever, in a particular vocation. When the opportunity comes and the call comes, you're still not ready. Let's get that straight. You're still not ready. But you answer the call anyway. And you do your best anyway. Because that's what being a human is all about. Understanding your flaws, understanding that you're, there's a possibility that you could crumble, but there's also a possibility that you, that you can succeed. That's a part of being a human and that's a part of taking risks. And everybody's risks are going to look a little bit different as they should. But it doesn't mean that you don't contend with those risks and it doesn't mean that you don't, let me tell you something. Humility and confidence are great to have. Humility and confidence are great in terms of the pairing. When you are, have a humility, uh, 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 I'm sorry, when you have a, how do I wanna word this? When you have a confidence to you, but you also have a humility to you at the same time, knowing that you can mess up, knowing that you're not perfect, Knowing that there's a possibility that something could crumble, but you have a confidence associated with your craft. I think that's the best pairing to have when you're going into anything. It could be, it could be building a business. It could be, it could be speaking. It could be understanding um, whatever, fill in the blank. But you having that state of humility paired with confidence I think that's a I think that's an awesome I think that's an awesome combo because effectively what you're saying is look I'm authentic I'm real I'm raw I'm flawed I'm a human being but it doesn't mean that that's going to take me out from being confident in the craft that I've been preparing for this entire time I'm refined not all the way but I'm still refined I've become prepped. I'm not done getting prepped, but I'm far further than I was 10 years ago. And it's leading up until that call. So if you don't take that call, if you don't take that job 
assuming that there's a possibility that you could fail at it, assuming that there's a possibility that something could go awry, assuming that there's a possibility that something doesn't go your way and it actually, it, it may even, it may even default your name, assuming that, assuming the liability and contending with it still, there's massive nobility and honor attached to that. And I think that is something of the pursuit that we should all engage in, all of us. It's going to look different for you as it looks for me. But the concept here is the same. You're never going to be ready, but that doesn't mean that you don't answer the call anyways. Because what you've been being prepped for and refined for this entire time is all on purpose for that purposeful call that will come. You take it. No matter what. Done.